Hello, and welcome to Adente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the easiest to enter evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have the Cowman of Coppola's Beach. So this one is a little different from an SCP. It's not an SCP. It's not a creepy, it's, not, it's not necessarily a creepy pasta, although it has been copied and pasted across the internet according to a Google search of the co- cowman of Coppola's speech. No, this is actually a a Bigfoot account that was suggested to us by a friend of mine and a listener of the show, Lee. So uh, this one goes to you, Lee. <laughs> we're we're doing a story that you recommended. <laughs> um, Years after he, the fact, probably knowing us. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, actually, no. This was actually pretty recently. He he recommended this. So okay, cool. Um, yeah. Me and Lee, like, we hang out and we watch horror uh, movies and we we talk about cryptids and like, yeah, like like cryptid sightings and and like like such like that, like Skinwalkers, Bigfoot, ghost ghost hunter stuff. So, um, he 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 watches and listens to a lot of like of those like videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, about like people who have experiences with, like, cryptids and monsters and ghosts. So, this is all... And, and this is definitely something I... Like, I, as a kid, I loved Bigfoot. Like, reading Bigfoot stories. Um, like, learning more about him through, like, various, like, like unsolved mysteries and countless books on my shelf that I'm staring at right now. Like, Mysteries of the Unexplained, The Unexplained, The Unexplained and You. Uh, <laughs> literally books on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> from my yeah. childhood, um, uh, we have d- very yeah. different shelving units in our <laughs> yeah. respective Ghost. recording rooms. I have like Halo in here and Saints Row. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I'm I'm a huge cryptid nerd, uh, uh, and and have been since I was a kid. So, and this this is kind of a first for our episode. We've never really tackled a Bigfoot story, even a, as a creepypasta. I don't think we've really seen. I don't. I don't remember us doing a a Bigfoot creepypasta. Um, like, we've done the Goatman, which is a cryptid that has popped up in Bigfoot lore um, uh, across America. Um, but we've never done, like, a legit Bigfoot story. <laughs> really? Um, Are you yeah, super I, sure? I, I don't... We did a... Okay, hey, there was a big... There was a Chinese Bigfoot monster story that we did, uh, I think, last year or the year before. Um, but not... In, like, a, like a, not, But it was, like... And it was te- like, yeah, it was basically like a Chinese iteration of the Bigfoot. But we've never done like an American Bigfoot creepypasta sighting story. Oh, um, hot damn. Yeah. So, yeah, the Cowman of Coppola's Beach is um, it's credited to S.D. Baker. Um, you can find it on BigfootEncounters.com uh, under their story section. Uh, this one may or may not be like an actual account. It might be like some, like it's like credited to being authored by SD Baker. Um, and again, it's, it's made some rounds elsewhere online. Um, like I found it also, like I found an exact copy of it on, on Reddit, no sleep. Um, and there's like a ton of people who have like talked about it on like cryptid podcasts and, and other like little podcasts and shows on YouTube and such. So, 
Um, just like skimming down the Google search uh, listing that I used. Um, so, yeah, this is this is going to be uh, like take it uh, take it with a grain of salt whether or not this is like an actual account somebody had of a Bigfoot in search or. But we're gonna we're gonna dive into it as as a story. Um, so I, have, I have a quick question. Yes. What do you define as an actual Bigfoot story? Compared I, I mean, to like, so what like, like compared to a creepypasta. <laughs> yeah, because like um, for example, I did a very quick Google search of El Dente Regamore's Bigfoot, and it came up with um, this one from I'm Not Scared, which I see the title art of uh, you being devoured by a Bigfoot, and I'm hiding behind a bush, and there's a oh, Bigfoot yeah, that, that, behind that me. Was, that was the Chinese Bigfoot story, creepypasta. Oh, okay. That's so, the exact one that you said. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared. That's what it was called. Um, okay. Well, that one again, like, uh, I, I consider it like a, an actual Bigfoot story versus a creepypasta story. Like, creepypastas are fictional or are supposed to be completely fictional. Yes. Um, whereas a Bigfoot story, there's a little bit more kind of like, like there's skepticism and like, and like leeway as to whether or not it's an actual account that somebody claims to have seen a Bigfoot. Um, that, that's okay. what I was kind of getting at with this. Like, this one may or may not be an actual Bigfoot account, like sighting account that somebody had. Um, and like I said, like take that with a grain of salt because, like, I mean, who the fuck knows? Like, it it these told online, like they might be real accounts that somebody claims to have seen the Bigfoot or encountered the Bigfoot, um, or they might be a, a fictional, a fictitious accounting story. Because, like, again, it's on Reddit, no sleep. It's on other sites other than this Bigfoot encounter uh, website. And even this, that encounter website says we do not, um, uh, we do not uh, define, or we do not uh, like account for the veracity of these, of these, of these accounts. So, like, basically, take it with a grain of salt whether or not this is true or not. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we're we're tackling it as a story, not as like like I mean, I want to believe that Bigfoot exists. Uh, and go. this story is very harrowing. So, uh but we'll, we'll let's dive into it first and foremost. Um so our author and narrator, which I suppose in this instance I'm just going to call Baker, um has a dad uh who ran woodmills up and down the west coast from Oregon to Ala- to Alaska. Oregon to, Al- to Alaska. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love Alaska. Alabaska. Um, uh, up and down the, the western coast of the United States from Oregon to Alaska uh, for most of his life. In the 1960s, in Washington and Oregon, like somewhere in Washington, Oregon, um, around Copolis Beach, a man he worked with and generally trusted, John came to work very late one Monday with quite a story from over the weekend. (laughs) Um, It seemed his house had been heavily damaged by a Bigfoot-like creature that emerged from the nearby woods and threatened his family. Um, His young son, Tim, was the first to cite the creature, calling it the Cowman, um, hence why we get the titular Cowman of the story. Um, And the reason why he called it that was because of how hairy it was and how smelly it was. Like, it smelled like a cow. Um, his eldest son, John Jr., had also Go seen... Some... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, John Jr. No, that's John Jacob, Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> Thank you. It's a joke. I, I know. 
<laughs> I get it. Okay. Um, but yeah, John Jr. also has al- also has an experience with the with this creature or this person as there's somebody or something following him in the woods alongside the road as he's walking home from like that same day. Um, it was the the encounter was enough for, uh, for so when John got home, or sorry, John Senior got home. Uh, him and Junior headed out into the woods with a gun to investigate. Um, they found strange fur on the fence uh, where Tim had spotted the creature getting caught on the fencing. Um, and while in the woods, they heard something following them. Uh, it was getting dark, and John told Junior to run home as he confronted the source of the footfalls. Um, uh, at first, he saw a four-legged creature roaming, roam, like rummaging through the, the woods, but then it became a two-legged creature as it got up um, and, and drew nearer. And then the creature began speeding, speeding off toward the fleeing sun, at, like, as in, you know, John Jr., not, you know, the setting sun. <laughs> um, uh, the fleeing sun after being confronted by John Sr., and for some reason, I really wanted to say John Cena. Ding, ding, ding. No, um, now, 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 John is is being played by John Cena. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. Anyway, in the um, movie despite, adaptation. Yes, exactly. Um, despite gunshot warnings, the creature raced through the family field, uh, knocks knocks away Junior like ten feet in the air, and just like just like body checks him effectively. Um, and then circles back to into the woods. Um, Junior is stunned, but not severely harmed in any way by the attack. Um, that evening, they the family hears strange noises, and in the morning, Tim reveals that he was talking to the uh, to the creature from his window. Um, but it but it talks funny, like it was like like almost doing like monkey noises. Um, John decides. Uh, decides that his family should visit his his brother over in Elma, um, and like for the day. And in the meantime, he recruits one of his workers from the mill to help him sniff out what the hell is uh, is skulking around his property and and bugging his family. Um, they find uh, a del- deliberate signs of trespassing, like the creature wanted to be known that it was there um, by like. Because it seemed to have placed a perfect footprint in a patch of mud, like right below the window of the of of Tim of Tim's bedroom, um, and even like smeared like got a bunch of like like raked some mud from the ground and like smeared it all over the window. Um, they also discover that their two pigs on the farm are now are now missing without a trace. Um, like no, there's no disturbance of like the fencing or like the the. The, the little barn section where the, the pigs are, they're just gone. Um, it also seemed that when this thing is around, um, John noticed that the local wildlife, like the frogs and the crickets and, and like birds and stuff of like that, would remain silent. Um, because during the first encounter, it was very, it was dead silent in the woods. But then as they were roaming through, as they were roaming, as he and, and Patrick, the, the other, the worker, were roaming around the um, the woods looking for this creature. There was a cacophony of noise from all the wild, local wildlife, and that always seemed to go missing when the creature was around. 
Um, and yeah, aside from broken trees and more footprints in the woods, they find nothing of the creature. Um, so the family returns later that day, and John decides to watch over the house while his family sleeps in a single bed in their in in the main bedroom. Um, his wife um, wielding a shotgun, waiting in case the creature like tries to attack the family. Um, that night, the creature stalked into the barn, and John nervously trails after it, but finds nothing, save for a terrible feeling that the creature may be up in the hayloft, waiting for him to um, to leave the the barn and like ambush down on him. Uh, however, that notion is completely cut off as he hears the sound of a shotgun and screaming from his wife, um, who has shot the creature. Um, and there is a horrible sound from the creature as it flees back into the woods. Um, they all get into the car and flee back to John's brother and stay there till Monday morning um, when John and his brother found like like return they they eventually return to the house that morning and find it ravaged by some kind of creature or some kind of some kind of very big and powerful thing um like the the tv the giant tv has been like thrown across the room the couches have ripped apart the children's bedrooms are apparently untouched as is the bathroom but the main bedroom that like they were all sleeping in um the the bed is completely just torn up and destroyed like the pillows are all shredded uh, and there's, um, it's just, it's just like the, the kitchen has been ransacked. Um, it's just devastated. Uh, he relays all of this to Baker's dad, um, as the reason for being late that Monday. And he, and, and the dad too goes and visits John's house to, to, to check and sees the devastation for himself. And like even sees the fur, uh, that John has. And so this really got the family spooked about like returning to this house to the point where eventually uh, Baker's old man helps them move out to, of, uh, of, of uh, Coppola's beach and over to Aberdeen, Washington, which is where he had some of his mills and stuff. Time goes by. Um, they lose contact with the family in the eighties. And the story basically just kind of remained among a small group of people until it was told to, uh, to SD Baker, uh, which is, where we are getting to read it now from, um, as they share it online. Uh, no other instances around the property, as far as they could tell, were ever reported of this creature. So it's sort of, there's a little bit of uh, a bit at the end where, like, he's kept there. The uh, SD Baker is an analyzing like, the story or kind of observing the story. And, like, it, it's, it seems like the, uh, the creature seemed to have a fondness for Tim. Um, uh, though, it might, and it may have been like, like maybe like almost like a maternal sort of thing. Like, may, like, cause in some, some Bigfoot stories, there are, uh, accounts of the, the Bigfoot, uh, being a, a, uh, like a, almost like a motherly creature that is looking for a, uh, for an offspring. Um, so it was like trying to take the child, but, uh, that's just some kind of offhanded comments that, that SD Baker leaves at the end of the story. And that's basically the story. Uh, it sort of ends off there. It was like this: this is the one of the most in, interesting encounters my dad ever really had of Bigfoot. He's had other ones, but they they weren't nearly as voracious as this one. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was the 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 account of the cowman of Copeless Beach. So, uh, 
I, I suppose we will move on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. And by God, do I have some? Because <laughs> uh, this is a story, damn it, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna criticize it for its for its uh, grammar. <laughs> is what uh, we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start with these ones here. Uh, he never seen who it was. They never left the woods, but he said it had to be a really big man. So this one um, might just be like again the American dialect sort of thing, but I, I really feel like it should be he never saw who it was. <laughs> Though it does add a little bit of flavor and color by having he never seen who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I yeah, again, like again, it's that whole like everything yeah. has to have a southern drawl now. <laughs> well, I mean it is in America. <laughs> and all Americans talk like that. Not all, but you know, some. Hi, Adam. <laughs> no. <laughs> um I know he's listening. <laughs> of course he is. Um, Why wouldn't he be? Yes. Uh so my next one here. Uh, once he got to his, or once he got to the driveway of their house, where the woods stopped at the field where his brother had sighted, or had his sighting, the footsteps stopped, and John Junior never saw anything. All right, so this isn't really too run on, but I do feel like there should be another comma in that st- in that sentence. So there's like a comma um, at had his sighting, comma the footsteps stopped. And John Jr. never saw anything. I really feel there should be another comma. Um, so it's like, once he got to the driveway of their house where the woods stopped, comma, at the field where his brother had sighted, had his sighting, comma, the footsteps stopped and Jr. never saw anything. Just like a, a just a quick, just like a, like a small thing, um, just to kind of like, I don't, it felt like really kind of like run on like at that like that part where it was like he got to the driveway of their house where the woods stopped at the field where the where his brother had had his sighting, and then it's just like it seemed like it just kept going with like yeah. little details, and it just I don't know it felt like kind of like a need to like have a break somewhere in there, but I digress. I will move on. John stood there in shock, his gun temporally forgotten, and then he realized. It was his. It, it was heading toward the house, the way his son had went. All right, so I think it's supposed to say tem- temporarily, <laughs> not uh, unless, of course, the gun is has time powers. Because <laughs> um, it, it it does. Yeah, it 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 is a typo. I think for temporarily. <laughs> um, and also um, at the end of that sentence, uh, it was heading towards the house, the way his son had went. I think the went should be gone, like the way his son had gone. Mm. Um, Again, that might just be a nitpick or something, but it just, uh, it just seemed incorrect. Sounds smoother your way. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed a little clunky there, but um, my next one here. uh, He burst into the clearing and looked frantically about for his son. Um, so frantically is spelled wrong. Um, it is it's frantic and then l y when it should be frantic and then a l l y. And then my next one here, Patrick didn't really believe him, but could see he was sincere and still shook up. So this might be some Mike E territory, <laughs> um, but I think it should say 
but could see John was sincere and still shook up. Just to clarify who was sincere, because like there's a lot of like like Patrick didn't really believe him, but could see he was sincere and still in shock. Like I feel like there's like instead of that he, it should be John, just so it's like clear that John is the one being sincere. I know. Uh, hey, there's only two people in this conversation. I, I know, but it, and it's a little bit of a nitpick. Hang, weird. I'm in the nitpick nook right now. <laughs> That's that is lounging. Um. But it, it seems like to me, I, I really felt like there should have been some clarification. <laughs> Just because, like, I kind of hicked up. It's like, oh, this could be misdrewed as, like, Patrick talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and then this is another case of, like, a little bit of clarity here. Um, they entered on the same trail that John and John had used the day before. John showed Patrick the broken fence wire and told him about the hair. I feel like it should say John and John Jr. or even just say John and Jr. Uh, instead of just, instead of, unless it's trying to be funny, it was like the same trail, John and John had used. Because, like, because the older John and the younger John. They are both John. Mm hmm. JJ. But I agree. Yeah. Um, and then the next one here. She knew there were no trees close enough to cast a shadow. She told to get away from the window. Uh, so I think it's, I think it actually, like, after it says, like, she knew that there wasn't a tree there to cast a shadow. Uh, and then at that, after that comma, I think it should be, so she told her boy to get away from the window. <laughs> Just like, that's how I'd fix that sentence so that it doesn't, like, read, she told to get away from the window. <laughs> like, it's just sort of like janky and cut up a little bit. Yeah, there's no target of her uh, request. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my next one here. Um, she started forward to grab Tim, and there was an explosion of breaking glass. So forward is spelled wrong. Um, it's uh, it literally uh, like if you it it basically is a it looks like a co the compound version of for and word as in like w o r d when it should be f o r w a r d. Um, forward. Mm-hmm. Forward. Should that be uh, the tagline of the uh um the grammar acquisitions? Ah, uh, should that forward. forward Yeah, for forward God damn it. It's like <laughs> evil the word Jeez. Uh <laughs> That's that's when the so the grammar acquisition's being switched over to the grammar revolution. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Viva la word! Uh, anyway. It's just like, instead of like a fist that's being like held up, it's just like a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Is that, do we want to do that? Like, do we want to, do we want to have a change in the, in the, in the, the title of the format or of our show? I don't do we know. Want to have this, do we want to have this evolution? Because we went from like grammy, grammar Nazism to grammar inquisition, and then we're now moving to the grammar revolution. <laughs> I don't know. I speak with the higher ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll or talk to future me. And see. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to past me and future me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, moving on. Uh, they had left the front door open in their haste to leave, and he was afraid animals or vandals would have got into the house. Ah, okay, so for some reason, got kind of like bugged me. Mm hmm. 
So I, is gotten a real word, like G-O-T-T-E-N? Like, uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, Okay. sure. Because that's that's how I what I would have inserted in there. I, I would have added an extra. I would have added a ten to that got, <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to to fix that. But just because it's like, yeah, it's like, and he was afraid animals or vandals would have gotten into the house. Like, yep, would yeah, have gotten the house. Would have gotten in the house. I don't think there's really a difference, honestly. Yeah, I like got in. I like house. gotten oh, better. Actually would have got in the house not got into the house the into is the is i think the issue that i'm having with got um this is super serial guys <laughs> but then it would have been gotten into compared to got into i don't got into really bugged me for some reason i don't know why but for the record i prefer gotten as well okay so i'm not fighting you well i'm not yeah and i'm not i'm not like i'm just saying like like i think if you wanted to keep the got Maybe just get rid of like switch into to just in. Um, would have got in the house. That that's that also I think would have been better. Um, but I, I digress. <laughs> if it was just an elaborate story, what did he stand to gain? So I think we need an it in there. <laughs> so yep. if it was just an elaborate story, uh, and then my last one for grammar position, I asked him if thought. There might be two creatures involved, considering the incident in the in the barn. So I, I feel like it should be. I asked him if he thought there might be two creatures involved. Um, that that's yeah, it just needs to have like a look, like something in between if and thought. Uh, and that's my grammar position. So Mikey, he stands for evil. Okay. Um, my first one here is, um, caused by saying the same word again, relatively close together. Mm -hmm. So the sentences go, uh, he is an intelligent man and holds over a dozen patents for various pieces of equipment he has designed and built over the years. He has employed dozens of people over the years, all of them spending extensive time in the wilderness. Um, so the second over the years doesn't really need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact that he, he has employed dozens of people, like it's all past tense anyway, so. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, yeah, I, I'd be fine with the over the years being removed there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't bug me none. So, right. so the next one uh, needs a the in it. So, actually, before you continue, can I suggest a possible replacement for a second over the years? Sure. Through his career. Hmm. Bam. Yeah. Just so it hammers down that we're still talking about his job as a whole, but not, not just like either. any specific moment. Like he, it's, he's yeah. not saying that he has dozens of people working for him right now, specifically. Just over yeah. the years, he is, or sorry, through his career, yeah, he has gone through dozens of people. Okay, yeah, that that makes that nice. Okay, well done. Yeah. 
I did a thing. I'm clapping, but you can't really tell over my microphone. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll believe you. I, I was. <laughs> it was. It was that. It was that. It was that pity. Uh, it was that pity clap that. Uh, that. Uh, or the golf clap that. Um, the Estevezes uh, give in that one gif. But <laughs> cool. That makes me feel a lot better. I'd prefer no clap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes. Please continue. Trying to compliment right. you, and you just shit all over me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one, uh, like I said, it needs a the. And the quote is, she told Tim to come inside to play for rest of the day. She felt uneasy and a little scared. So the the goes here. She told Tim to come inside to play for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I also did a quick search, and there's no game called Forest of the Day. Um. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. That's okay. one way to do your Googling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if there was a game called Forest of the Day, then she could have told Tim to come inside and play Forest of the Day. Clearly. <laughs> this is true. Do you thrive on my size? <laughs> do you, do 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 you gain sustenance from the size I give? <laughs> oh, okay, not S I Z E. God damn it! <laughs> God damn God it! God damn! I hate the English language. <laughs> also, yes, I believe he does. <laughs> yeah, it's a prerequisite for every recording. He has to get uh, one more. He has to get one in there, otherwise he loses his uh, his devilness. <laughs> for every sigh that uh, he causes, he gets another like planet in his <laughs> in his being. Yes, another star. <laughs> but continue, Mikey. <laughs> it's like every time the Morgan Freeman uh, tells the backstory that's going on in a in a story, he gets another freckle. Yes, clearly, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my South Park reference for the day. Here we go. Yep. All right. Uh, so the next quote here, I feel uh, it doesn't need the word out. So the quote is, as they began walking back out, they they could hear heavy footsteps off to the left. Um. So the Wait, fix it is to either remove out or replace it with home. So as they began walking back, they could he- hear heavy footsteps off to their left. Or where are as they, they right began now? walking back home, uh, well, they're they're already out, so they're um they were basically already out looking for, I believe, traces of the the creature. Yeah, they were out in the uh, the woods on a on one of the little like game trails. Oh, is this when it was getting dark, so they decided to go home? Yeah. yeah. Then yeah, you're right. Unless out is referring to out of the woods. I, I thought that's what it was. Honestly, that's what I thought it was getting at was that they were trying to get out of the woods. <laughs> out of the woods. Yeah, but out of the woods. Sorry. <laughs> the, then clarify that. So <laughs> as they began walking back out of the woods, bam, done. <laughs> Mic drop. 
All right. And the next one I have is a sentence that ends with a word, and then the next sentence begins with the same word. I hate that. It's for us I didn't notice that. Uh, by this time, Patrick was fast becoming convinced something strange had indeed happened the night before. Before going out into the woods, John wanted to feed the family's pigs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe the, the, the end before should be prior, like the night prior. Yeah, or last night. Mm, yeah, that would also work. Um, yeah. <laughs> because before could also, like, like having the before at the end and the, the beginning, like, it almost like as if it's trying to bridge the two like two sentence uh, subjects. Like it's like so. It's almost like like to me, I could see somebody construing construing it as being um, like uh, believe the stuff that happened the night before. Before, as in the night before, John wanted to check on his pigs. <laughs> that what? second before is also the start of a new paragraph. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's something you want to avoid, mm -hmm. even if it is, mm -hmm. is the start of a new paragraph. So. For sure. Agreed. All right. Uh, let's see if you guys can figure out what's wrong with this sentence. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Both worried. He swore he could hear the floorboard softly creak above him as an enormous weight edged stealthily closer to the edge. Well, it's a uh, double-edged sentence. Yeah, I mean, edge. It, it, it's it's using edge in two different versions of the word. Because <laughs> yeah, like you can use edge a, yeah. before you roll or after you roll, and it changes the result. God damn it, Shadowrun! Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like edging towards something is is like. Like cautiously moving towards something, but then edge also means the 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 like a precipice. <laughs> like... Yeah, maybe you should be saying like creeping. Yeah, you'd be saying creeping towards the edge though, or skulking, or like, or um. Uh... No, it, it's not the movement we need to change. It's the location. Yeah, because you're still skulking towards the edge. Yeah, or like edging towards the precipice of the halo. Yeah. He's still getting one step closer to the edge, mm -hmm. and he's probably about to break. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just full of it today. Yeah, you're wow. You're you're on fire. It today. being shit, but that's fine. <laughs> you're literally on fire. <laughs> uh, that's also from my fa that's my favorite line from uh from uh kill the chupacabra tonight by uh darkest of the hillside thickets. <laughs> There's, there's I a. Say, I don't know that, but I know the band. There, there's a line where it's where the where the guy's just like, "I'm on fire. I'm literally on fire. <laughs> I am right now on fire." <laughs> like it just, and then it cuts into like, "We're going to kill the chupacabra tonight." <laughs> I think, I think what it meant, I think what like the context of the, in the song was like they they used like some kind of like. In, like some kind of fire uh, tool or weapon against the chupacabra, and one of them ended up on fire. <laughs> These things happen. Yes. 
but yeah. Okay, so back to the, uh, the, yeah, back, the thing with the that's cryptic. the wrong cryptid. Back to back to this cryptid story. Back to the double edge. Yes, and the double edge. So, how would yeah. you suggest uh, fixing that, Mikey? Well, um, interestingly enough, uh, I didn't notice the double edge. Oh, we oh. Made, wait, we found the wrong. We both just jumped <laughs> like feet first right into the double edgeness. Yeah. And that's not even what it was. I was so certain. <laughs> yeah, same. We both just got like impaled on the on the edge of that of that. Uh, uh, <laughs> damn it! What what what's wrong with that sentence, Mikey? I uh, here is spelled wrong. <laughs> How would we know? Wait, wait. What, How would we know? Wait, hang on, hang on. What's spelled wrong? Here. Give me a second. I'm pulling that up. Hang on. I there's How no way I know, missed. Based How did I on miss you that? reading it, that there was a spelling issue. <laughs> How the, how the, yeah. Hang on. That's unfair. I was you listening specifically to what you were saying. God damn yeah, it! Be like, oh, look, find this sentence and read along with me. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on. I'm pulling up that fucking. Oh, where the fuck is it? Um. Which uh, word is spelled incorrectly? Fear is Fear. spelled wrong. No, here. Oh, here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I keep, I keep, I kept hearing an F when you were uh, no. saying that. Okay. It's H E R E. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. I need, I need, to, I need to look this up. Uh, like, I need to like take a look at this. Uh. Okay. Just control F edge. I really should have. Um. I'm already right there. So I th- yeah. Here. How did I miss that? <laughs> he swore he could hear <laughs> the floorboards, <laughs> and it's here as in. <laughs> H E R E, not H E A R. Reading that, you would immediately know that. How the fuck did I typo knees that? Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. Also, that was an unfair uh, <laughs> um, thing, Mikey, you did, but damn it. it it's right. fine. It made us find more things, and it was hilarious. That we went on this huge tangent, and it wasn't even what he wanted. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'm the best at failing. Guys, we're not even past the grammar acquisition yet. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I still have to get to mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what our listeners uh, come for, right? <laughs> the yeah. acquisition. There's at least one person who loves it. Yes. Austin. <laughs> What a guy. All right. So next, I have a conjunction junction. Mm-hmm. That's mostly it. All right. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It was around eight at night, and in the woods, it was getting to be fairly dark. But as he got closer, he could hear it moving away from him, deeper into the woods. It was silent for a moment, and then he caught movement out of the corner of his eye and spun around to his right for a better look. It was about 15 feet away from him. It stood on two legs and turned its upper body to glare at John. It was enormous. He couldn't believe how bulky it was. It was too dark to make out many features, but its eyes seemed to glow a deep red, and he thought 
He could see teeth like it was curling its lips back. It stood for just a brief moment and then lunged ahead, pushing back on the tree with a tremendous force. It then disappeared into the deep brush with frightening speed, sounding like a bulldozer with no engine sounds. It crossed the ten-foot clearing and stepped over the fence in two strides and was running through the field parallel to his son in a matter of seconds. It veered more sharply toward his son and put on an enormous burst of speed. It would stretch out for a long time and then end with a whoop-whoop sound. It was coming from the woods opposite the house. It apparently spent quite a while talking and making faces outside the boy's window. It was so clear that he got the feeling it was left there on purpose. It was a bright summer morning, and John was surprised at the difference from the previous evening. And on the window itself were dozens of large, muddy fingerprints. It was as quiet as the inside of a mausoleum at night. He could hear the minute, shrill buzz of his own nervous system. It sounded pissed off and in pain. That's it's... a nasty uh, nervous system. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that it... checked, John. <laughs> Sorry. It screamed again, and he heard branches breaking as it plowed through the forest, thankfully away from the house. It jerked backwards out of the window and disappeared into the dark. And although the sex of the animal was never determined, it was referred to as a male because of the predatory stalking type behavior. And I guess that's better than a poke in the eye with a filthy encrusted hypodermic needle. Finn. Okay. <laughs> there's a couple okay. of things. There's a couple. There's a couple of things here. Hmm. Um, Mikey, I gotta compliment you um, on how you read uh, sentences and stories and stuff like that. You get you give off very strong bedtime story vibes, like when you're reading. <laughs> so, like that whole like like when when you start when you read it, it's just very like. And then the princess was in the tower, and the knight had to use. Say, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Like, you have a very, like, you, you give off very uh, bedtime story reading vibes. Mm-hmm. When you read. So. Okay. Which is a compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Next thing. When you said, whoop, whoop, I, I, I started chuckling. <laughs> because I every time I read that in the story, I get, whoop, whoop. Uh, with a little bit more like sort of like a, almost like a like a police uh, siren thing oh I thought you were going with a um, kind of like a three stooges curly spinning on the floor going, whoop, 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 whoop. yeah um, 
Also, uh, the uh, the nervous system thing always got me. <laughs> Even when I read it, I was like, "That's a that's an interesting way of saying that you can hear your heartbeat." <laughs> yeah, really. Um, the other thing, um, and you kind of brought up right at the end there, like so. We we have a, a lot of the it's in the story are when it's referring to the creature, and I don't think that's a, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a problem for having it as the uh, a being used to, because it's it's clearly being used for the creature. The problem is at the very end of the story, they say it's been re- it's referred to as a as male the entire time. Meanwhile, they've been using a gender neutral a gender neutral um, descriptor whenever they they Going reference there. the creature. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that anything like I'm not doing anything like that uh, i just mean like it like they don't know the gen the, it, through the story they use the uh, the gender neutral version like it but like it's clearly like uh, it, it was clearly a he due to its stalking predatory nature and so that's like you never really bring that up in the story <laughs> like you never call well, it a he in the story at all <laughs> nothing's really clear one way or another and also yeah. the way that i thought you were going to go with that is you're okay with them using it because they're using it as a reference to it being a monster. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing yeah, to that's, do that's, with its yeah. gender. It's just, it's a creature of unknown mm-hmm. origin. So they're just calling it it. Yeah. And that's, that's gen- like for, for most of the story, that's like, I'm, I was fine with ha- having it there because <clears throat> it was describing a creature that they do not know anything about. Yes. So, um, but then they kind of, there is a yeah. lot of it. Like at the start of that, you basically just read, the entirety of that first encounter in the woods. That's true, yes. <laughs> but again, like, what are they going to do? Like, the creature, the beast, the monster. <laughs> like, they like, I don't know. Like, there's, there's a time. Like, I'm not saying that you don't. You, you should, you should, um, you shouldn't. You like use some kind of other descriptor words for the creature. I'm just saying, like, you shouldn't also do the same. You shouldn't just remove all the its there. I think. There should be some of those it's there, but you should also replace some of those with a descriptor of the monster. I don't have a problem with the monster being referred to by it. It's just when all the sentences are starting with it, it gets repetitive. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and, and that's also like, yeah, I'm not saying like that it's not a problem. I'm just saying we shouldn't completely discount using it. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay. I do but have yeah, one more point to okay. bring up in sure. regards to um, his story, his it story. Uh, when you got to the the section where, um, I guess, chasing down the uh, John Junior, and it says like it gets a burst of speed, and then um, right after that, you say it stretches out for a long while and ends with a whoop whoop. <laughs> so I, I kind of imagine like he was chasing him, and all of a sudden he did like a dulcim like stretch punch and just knocked the kid out and went whoop, whoop. like that's the sound of his arm going like going all stretch armstrong or or like for uh for the for those for those anime fans out there uh when uh in in one piece when luffy uses his uh his stretch his stretchy stretch arms he does like what does he do gum gum arms it's like and like does like gum gum and then like launches his arms like like stretch armstrong oh okay that's so just like whoop whoop just like it's his, it's his, it's his, it's his battle cry when he uses his like stretch arms. <laughs> Seems legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. Uh. That's an odd new power to add to Bigfoot. 
<laughs> Although it's, pro- I mean, Mr. Fantastic. He's, he's definitely had weirder powers. <laughs> Big feet have Has definitely he? had. They've got like time distortion powers and like and like spatial like like they can move through dimensions. Um, That's all have... stuff that you can't clearly see. Is okay. Up yeah, yeah. Magic. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's uh, like subtle magic compared to mm-hmm. overt magic. Yeah, which is kind of what we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, the idiosyncratic magic. Yeah, that's the word. I um, like idiot magic. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's what it's called, right? Idiot synchronized magic. It's there idiot you go. Synchronized <laughs> idiots doing magic. Oh, that's my jam. <laughs> well, love what you know, Doc. Yep. What? I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the end of my gambling position. All right. Yes, I, I think I think there need to be more stories of Bigfoot with Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> totally. All right, Gamer. My turn, finally. Well, my first one is basically just me being annoyed that I can't copy pasta this copy pasta to make notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I to type yeah. things out. And that's the end of my grammar in yellow because you got everything else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So full disclosure. So, uh, yeah. The, the, on, on Bigfoot uh, BigfootEncounters.com slash stories, uh, the stories have a a JavaScript that blocks you from text copying. Um, I dis earlier like yesterday uh, before we recorded, uh, I discovered that this story was also carbon copied onto Reddit No Sleep. <laughs> Um, so that's how I kind of got, uh, was able to get my quotes and stuff like that. Um, and Mikey used some technical mumbo jumbo to make it work or uh, to, to get his quotes and stuff. So, so Gamer and Yell kind of did it the hard way because none of, <laughs> the other two of us didn't tell him how to, how the workarounds. Yeah, but that's fine. I really didn't yeah. have to type out too much, honestly. Um, and again, it, like I get why they put that on there because it is copyrighted to the author, and it's I'm not sure yeah. if the person who put it on Reddit No Sleep is in fact the same guy or same person. So, yeah, I don't condone it. Like I don't like. I mean, if if it is a copyrighted piece of material, like you need to get permission <laughs> um, to use it or to, to just blatantly copy and paste it somewhere else, <laughs> right? So, or at least credit the person who wrote the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, so that's your, that's your grammar inquisition though. <laughs> yup. I only had a couple in like, yeah, literally two plus me complaining that I can't copy and paste. That's all I had. Okay. So, uh, in that case, then we will move on to actual thoughts. Uh, and so I'm going to start with this. Uh, they came upon a large clump of long, reddish-brown hair tangled in the top strand of barbed wire. He tried to pull it off, but it was like, but it was really tangled up. So he pulled out his buck knife and sawed it off. He said the hair was over a foot long, real coarse and stringy. God, I know this feeling. Like, when you have old carpet threads or long hairs that get caught up in the whirling brushes of your vacuum... And all you can do in order to get them free is to pull out a pocket knife and cut them loose. So that the, like, cause otherwise they just keep getting tangled. It's so goddamn annoying. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, that came to mind as soon as he like pulled out a bucket knife and started sawing out like the the, the, the hairs <laughs> yeah. off of this barbed wire. <laughs> like, I really like familiarized with that to like be having like vacuuming and then getting fucking like stringing and hair stuck in the brushes of the vacuum. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a con- it's a constant struggle in this household. It is. <laughs> One situation is a little bit more lethal than the other, though. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much though. Um, uh, then the next one here I have to comment on. They walked on nearly to the clearing, and John whispered to his son to run like hell to the house on the count of three. John Jr. nodded, and John whispered, one, two, three, and gave his son a push in the back to get him started, then spun around and raced off the trail in the opposite direction towards the footsteps with his gun drawn. Dang, John is a badass. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's like like yeah, like pushing his son to go home and then just facing America. <laughs> uh that, that's my comment. <laughs> that part. Um moving on. Uh he said it looked like a huge bear moving through the brush. He could only see bits of it through the dense ferns, but it was moving quietly away from the tree on four legs. It was about 15 feet away from him. At first, he thought it was a bear, and then suddenly he saw a huge hairy arm with a human-like hand reach out of the brush and grab a small elder tree. The tree was about four inches in diameter. It grabbed hold about five feet up. He said it happened so fast it was a blur, but this thing pulled itself upright out of the brush by holding the tree. It stood on two legs and turned its upper body to glare at John. Okay, so I got a few things here from reading that little bit of paragraph. Um, earlier, we get a vague description from the child, Tim, um, about the, of, of the cowman. Um, and like, like how far it was away from them, because like, it's like off, like across the field by the fencing and stuff like that. There's dark, coarse red-brown hair or fur on the barbed wire fence. Um, a terrible stench that smells like wet dog and garbage. Um, it's dark out when at, at, at a certain point in the, in the story when the creature is actually seen. And it's on all fours, and then it gets up on two legs with the aid of a tree. So details, as much as we're getting here, are still a tad sketchy as to like the full description of this creature. Um, a lot of this, up until a point, was kind of just bringing me to the conclusion that this was in fact a large bear <laughs> that they had seen. Yeah. Like it was really just being misconstrued as like they, they, they found, they saw a bear that, uh, that crossed over their fence line smells like garbage. Cause bears are, have musk, have a musky smell and, and get into garbage and shit. <clears throat> um, and it, it goes on all fours and on two legs. Now, like bears can get up onto two legs and walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, certain bears anyway. So, yeah, my my at this point, up to a certain point, I was like, "You guys are just th- is this story just going to be like, it was it a bear or was it Bigfoot? I don't know." Um, you know what it actually was? What? So, um, it has bear like qualities. It has man like qualities. Don't you qualities. do it! Don't you do it! It oinks. Don't. It squealed. It squealed don't. at the kid in the story. I'm so so mad it might right be now. it might be half man, 
half bear and half pig. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> you get one self-harm reference per episode, sir. I'm super You get one self-harm episode per podcast. How could I not? How could I not say this? God damn it. <laughs> hate you so much. Great. As I'm laughing. <laughs> <sighs> okay, skepticism aside and stupidness aside, looking at Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I do think it's actually kind of interesting that we get a Bigfoot account that has the creature rushing through the woods on all fours. Um, like you don't really, as far as I can tell, you don't really see that in big in many Bigfoot sightings. Like as as from from my perusing as a from my perusing in my cryptozoological youth, because I, I checked out a bunch of books. Again, look at the look. I look at my bookshelf with a bunch of unexplained mystery books, um, and I did visit the. Um, the mystery section of our of our of our local libraries as a kid, um, and and pulled out all the Bigfoot books, um, and it's it, it kind of dude running. Yeah, it's it's usually always just a guy just like striding, like either moving really fast on two legs, just like str- like with like big old strides, or just like running. You never really see a Bigfoot on all fours, but it kind of makes sense if you're this big bulky furry creature in the in the in the North American woods trying to evade humanity. Um, using all fours as you're running through, as you're stealthing through the uh, the foliage, gives you both a stealth and a stability option. Um, because like stealthy is like because somebody might just construe you as a bear. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're on all fours, and it also gives you stability because I mean there's a lot of roots and like and and rocks and and hills and stuff like that in in the in the foliage. So, and again, like. Bigfoot is supposed to be like an ancient, like uh, an ancient predecessor to humanity, in a lot of theories, and like very simian. So why, like, it makes sense that they would have kind of like the simian notion to kind of like when they need to move fast, they get up on, they go on all fours, like a gorilla. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of interested, like, with this, this kind of development where the creature is on all fours and then jumps up on on two legs when it needs to. Um, especially when in like a condensed forest sort of environment. Um, but yeah, that that's really my my comments and stuff of like that on on the part of the the four legged Bigfoot. <laughs> um, damn you for your man bear pig reference. Damn you straight. <laughs> I, to I had to. I had to. I know you you're obsessed with South Park. Um, you say that I haven't seen it in years. Oh, really? Just, okay. Yeah, I don't have TV. It's not Disney Plus. God. <laughs> Imagine. Although I mean, Simpsons, Disney's eventually going to own Disney. everything, so but yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, Simpsons is on Disney Plus now, so yeah. Anyway, um, moving right along, um, he talks funny. <laughs> he do. Uh, I don't know what he said. He talks like he like this. Ooh ah ah ooh. So Christopher Walken. <laughs> Damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like ooh ooh ah ah. <laughs> My poker face, my my poker face. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I really ah, didn't ah. think you were gonna go there. I I I wasn't honestly. I just as soon as I said it, I I started chuckling. <laughs> okay. You ooh ooh. I want to be like you ooh ooh because he played an orangutan, King Blue or King Louie in uh, in that Jungle Book live action movie. Yeah. Uh, it it fits because it's a simian creature. Um. So anyway, yeah, Tim said. 
and started making strange monkey-like noises. So again, like kind of like getting kind of a more of like monkey-like or simian-like um, uh, details about Bigfoot, which I'm not against because he's supposed to be basically like a North American simian. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, again, in some theories, um, uh, did the cowman try to get into your window? John said, breaking out into a cold sweat. Uh, he's too big for that. He made a f- he made funny faces. He has Lincoln logs for teeth. Uh, Tim said with a smile. John later learned Tim meant it had square teeth that looked like the same size as the small blocks in Lincoln log set, or in a Lincoln log set. It apparently spent quite a while talking in quotes and making faces outside the boy's window. Tim said it lay down and went to sleep outside and he could hear it snoring. So at this point, this is starting to kind of give me a feel for like a Harry and the Hendersons like situation. <laughs> like this has all been a misunderstanding. This creature is actually really friendly <laughs> and man is the true monster. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and I mean, some of that does kind of get a little bit um, deviated by the end of the story. But I mean, at the same time, this also the story is being told from the human's point of view, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and as terrifying, yeah. And so, so as terrifying as as things kind of get, especially near the uh, like from the initial confrontation at the final confrontation store stuff, I'm kind of warming up to Cowman, <laughs> like kind of giving me Harry vibes. I did immediately wa- sit down and watch Harry and the Hendersons after reading this story. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, like and like, there are so many tales out there and accounts and encounters out there uh, of Bigfoot having bouts of aggression when threatened, but then being rather peaceful and even playful with children. Um, like kids, kids go like are, are out camping with their parents and some of that out like uh, in like a, a provincial forest, and they and then the kid comes back after going missing for a few hours and says that they were hanging out with a a tall tree man. Um, who was uh, hanging out with them? Like Bigfoot seems to have like this kind of like very peaceful side, and really only gets really aggressive when threatened. Which, again, gun drawn to you and like being threatened if you don't come out, like that's a threat. <laughs> so Bigfoot just escalates. <laughs> mm. Like he just it's it's a, it's a survival mechanism. You get bigger, like so to try and scare off your the uh, your your would be predator. The predator being humans, <laughs> um, in this case. No, no, don't. The predator. You said yeah, exactly. I watched the Predator last night. <laughs> nice. Predator. Now, now, that was Predators, actually. Oh God, I'm sorry. That was a good movie. Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, it's fun, dumb movie, but like, I don't know. It's like a a different retelling of the original. Yeah, I don't know. I there's uh, this isn't El Dente real talk. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, don't get me wrong. Were I John, I too would be very worried for my family. Again, given what the creature had just done to Junior, uh, to, to John Junior, like ran ran through the field, beelined for my kid, threw him like ten feet in the air, and then doubled back. I mean, it just seemed like it was basically like a warning shot. But I'd still feel defensive about like my family given what this creature is doing, even though this creature is probably just giving, like again, like, doing warnings, like, giving warnings, like, don't fuck with me, <laughs> humans. 
Yeah, like, he might have done that because John fired a, a shot into the ground and scared yeah. him. Exactly. He's like, all right, fuck. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll warn you too, buddy. <laughs> this won't kill your son. <laughs> Probably. And then, yeah, notice that he like he like does that, and then immediately like circles back back to the woods. Um. And and yeah, it, it seems to have formed a bond with with little Tim, um, like talking with him and like playing with him uh, by the window. So. Like maybe it was trying to grab Tim and like take him away, or maybe it was just being playful and just wanted like a friend. Like again, humanity is the true monster in all the in, in most of these stories. <laughs> we are encroaching on their pro- on, on their turf. So, mm. um, but I digress. Moving on. Uh, actually, you know what? This is also my next my next comment. Um, is is very is kind of backing up more of my idea of this thing just giving like warnings. So, uh, this is the quote. There was a patch of ground worn bare of grass under it, and it had turned to mud. In the center of the mud there was a huge, clear imprint of what looked like a bare human foot. Fuck, I hate the English language, because that sounds like a bare human, like a man-bear yeah, pig. Yeah, because we were just it. talking about yeah. man-bear pigs. Yeah, God damn you. Um, anyway, John said it was at least 18 inches long and very wide. It was so clear that he got a feeling it was left here on purpose. So again, kind of case in point to my previous thing of like warning signs. Like, Cowman's just saying, don't fuck with me, John. (laughs) Like, I'm here. (laughs) Like, so I wonder how much of the story is going to be revealed that the house destruction was on John and Patrick provoking this creature or escalating matters. And really, I kind of think that that it, it didn't quite go that route um, after after this after I made this comment because uh, it wasn't really John or Patrick that provoked it into escalating matters. It was actually the wife <laughs> um, by you know shooting it <laughs> through the window. I mean, yeah, but if he didn't suggest that his wife took the gun. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, the wife wanted the gun for safety. Um, yeah, and also the creature wouldn't have attacked the son if they didn't go out there and he didn't shoot at it and, and stuff. He didn't chase it down. And I mean, it is kind of his fault. Yeah, and I mean, the Bigfoot did like break through the window to, as if to grab Tim. But honestly, like that only happened because uh, the mother started speaking and, and started agitating the the, uh, the the Bigfoot, and then the brother spoke louder. Thus, even provoking, like, kind of like, like, probably shocking or surprising the Bigfoot. Um, and so it basically, it might have just, like, been, like, breaking through the window to grab the kid for safety, like, thinking he was in heart, thinking he was in danger. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so it was like, it, again, it's sort of like there's two sides to the story, that, but we're only getting the human side because the Bigfoot can't write down a story. I would love to see, like, like if somebody, like, Somebody like wrote like found a story that was like told from the Bigfoot's perspective. That would be so fucking cool. Or even told well th- through the Bigfoot's Bigfoot's uh, perspective in a way. But maybe there's a um, a researcher or something that also gets the friendly sort of connection that the that Timmy did with the there creature. There actually is. Is there? Um, yeah. There's there's a, well well there's uh, there's a there's well there's a a, a a Bigfoot account from like an early time. And it, it's not like exactly like, I think it would be interesting for a kid who, who would like, who had like gotten uh, lost in, with it from his parents and gotten like kind of adopted by the, by a Bigfoot clan in 
uh, in one of like the woods or something like that for for some time, and then came back to humanity and told the story. It does sound like a Disney movie, but I mean, there is actually a similar story where like a Bigfoot, a hunter was out in like the the British Columbian war of like mountains and got um, taken by a Bigfoot after his camp was attacked. Um, And basically they took him in because he was injured. And he sort of tells the story a little bit more on like a threatening scale, even though like they, they, they kind of like nursed him a little bit back to health and like kind of brought him into, into their fold, like their little family. Um, and the, and he escaped by giving them tobacco and having them like, like get uh, sick from the tobacco. Um, but it, yeah, so it's a bit a bit of a kind of like a mix between like the like the normal stories that we get from for Bigfoot, like kind of and kind of a little bit of like the Bigfoot has a fan like has like family groups, and they mm-hmm. like they keep like if if somebody is injured they'll actually take care of them. But like, yeah, he it was definitely like an adult person dealing with it, and like so you kind of get a little bit more of like the taintedness of like an adult kind of freaking out because it's something weird whereas a kid yeah. doesn't have that kind of like those inhibitions don't have those fears that an adult gets um well, so you can only trust so much of what a kid is saying as well that's they're true, not yeah. necessarily seeing it clearly yeah they're, yeah there's sort of a flip side to naivete of a child mm-hmm. um it's probably an age I, level where it's like you you're able to see it for what it is but you're also naive enough that you're you go along with shit yeah, like I feel like a teen would probably like be an a, an okay age group for like if for, like if in this instance for like a story where somebody gets kidnapped by or or gets gets helped or like stays with some bigfoots, some big feet for mm-hmm. for a little while, um, and kind of like learns a little bit about them and how gentle they are. Again, getting a Harry and the Henderson sort of vibe. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, Harry. Um. Uh, but okay, I'll move on. Did you cry when he slapped him again? Yeah, it was sad. <laughs> yeah. I also always get really like excited when the big feet start coming out. Spoilers for Harry and the Hendersons, a 30, a, a, I think at this point, a 30-year-old movie. Mm-hmm. But at the end, <laughs> where like uh, Harry goes like goes back into the woods for the one final like for the final time and then like his family just kind of like comes out of the woodwork literally like they just turn yeah. around and just like start following him and including the little the little one that was like uh, camouflaged as a stump yeah it's so very, fucking very uh it's so like that that almost made me cry right there it's like oh again i love bigfoot stories and bigfoot in general he's it's a cool creature mm. um Moving, moving on. Before you move on. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you know Lincoln Logs were a thing? Yeah. Back to the actual yeah, quote you brought. They were, they were actually like a, they were they were they are the most were one of the most popular American toys. Um, I've in never history. heard of them before. This really? Story. No. They're like they're one of the simple they're one of the simplest and and earliest toys that people that that a kid has because they're yeah. just like building blocks basically. Yeah, but specifically for making log cabins. Yeah. It's like Legos without the flexibility of being able to make whatever you want. Yeah, like before Lego, Lincoln Logs were king. <laughs> oh, yeah. In 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 the Americans anyway. In the Americas, anyways. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to this. We get to this quote here. Patrick had retrieved a pint of booze from his car and was well on his way to getting smashed. So before this, we do find out that uh, Patrick. Uh, was uh, an ex-patrolman, and he actually got got laid off or fired because of his drinking problem. So he, but he, but but John assures everybody he never drank while on the job. So he, uh, or or and only drank after like after hours. So he's he was trustworthy during the day. 
Uh, but then, anyways, going back to the quote, John decided he didn't want to fri- want a frightened drunk with a gun around his family, so he suggested Patrick go home. Uh, nothing was going to happen anyway. Patrick agreed and drove off, and John continued to watch the woods. Ah, the 1960s, ladies and gentlemen. A simpler time and a stupider time when it came to drinking and driving. <laughs> right, he was drunk and he just went and drove yep. home. <laughs> I mean, like, I've heard stories from my old man and from my, my grandparents and my uncles from when, like, back in the 60s and 50s and some of that, like, before seatbelts and shit, and, like, they would, they, would, uh, they would drive over to the bar and then drive back to the cottages and stuff like that. Like, it was a thing that, hap- that, that people did back in, the, in those days. It was stupid. They admit it was stupid now. But it's like, uh, man, we were stupid early, in earlier, in earlier uh, decades. It was a simpler time. And, I mean, to be fair, we're stupider now. We're just stupid in different ways. Yeah. So. But, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, when, when Patrick's alcoholism kind of came up earlier in the story, I, thought, I immediately thought it, was, it might play in more into the story. It doesn't, but it could have. It's kind of like a red herring, almost in a way. Um, like it because was a, there still isn't a um, outside party that's witnessed it. It's just the family. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, it was, it was a potential... It was an interesting detail that was added, even though it really didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Outside of, you know... Ah, the 1960s. People drink, drink and drive all the time. Mm-hmm. For me on that quote, um, my problem with it is, like he says, like, you might as well go home because you're drunk. Nothing's going to happen anyways. Like, says you, I, I wouldn't even begin to feel safe until you get through a night without an attack. Well, yes, but he also doesn't want this guy who's drunk like off his rocker with a gun <laughs> near his family. So I, I kind of understand why he didn't want Patrick around. Right. So he probably just made up. Nothing's probably going to happen anyways, just to get him to go home without question. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Cause yes, you're, you're also right. Because if he actually thought nothing was going to happen, he wouldn't be sitting out all night with a gun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he decided to man up and so that also like this, like, not going the the story. I didn't bring it up in my notes. I don't have it in my notes, but I just I just bring it up now. Like he doesn't call the cops because he thinks like, what am I going to say? Bigfoot attacked my house. Like, what am I gonna, like? I'm going to be fucking laughed at. It's not like a Derplin level, like a Derplin sort of like stupidity. It's actually like a a pretty like honest uh, reaction <laughs> that somebody I mean... would have. As to why not? No, like legitimately. If you fucking look what happened to to to, to George in in Harry and the Hendersons when he called the cops about about Bigfoot in his house. <laughs> but that's the thing. What everyone does in those situations is they tell the honest truth that there's a Bigfoot in my house. Of course, people are going to say you're an idiot. So what yeah. you say is there's a giant bear that's attacking my family. I I I I would love to hear that story, but again, I can understand the concern that that he has, and I could I could also fault him for not thinking up a different story, because if he's if John is an honest man, he's he's thinking he's like I can't just like fucking make this up, like I I and this is also the 1960s. There's a little bit more machismo, sort of toxic masculinity kind of going on in the world. <laughs> I guess, uh, but like, uh, yeah. there's already been the thought in his head because um. Not that he thought it, but his son basically said, like, what hit me? Was it a big bear? Like, that idea of it being a big bear was already in his head and set up earlier. So yeah. it could have been followed through here. And then Honestly, if he yeah, said, like, yeah. there's a big bear that attacked, then at least someone that's coming to help is coming with stuff that would be adequate for dealing with a large bear. 
that's fair. Large, and, vicious bear. Perhaps, and again, it is in it is in Washington State or Oregon. Like bears are a thing there. <laughs> Grizzlies are a thing there, which are the big are the big bears. Um, yeah, I, I I get you. I would love to see a story where that where they actually take that route, but I can I don't fault John for not going that route. Um, yeah, because it is again an earlier time. It's also like a time where like people were skeptic or didn't want to be called crazy, or people wanted to defend their had pride and didn't want to like defend uh, didn't want to like cower away from defending their family alone. Like that kind of shit happened. That shit yeah. happens now. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, I'm not giving the story shit for it. It's just yeah, that I'm not, would be an option. Yeah, I, I'm not calling this Derpland, but it is an option. <laughs> hmm. Um. But yeah, moving on. Like I just I wanted to bring that up because we were starting to talk about like the idiocies and and stuff of like that about like Patrick and his alcoholism and driving and stuff. Yeah. And and then leaving or being told to leave because nothing's going to happen. Um okay, so we get to this this one this this scene here. Uh she had grown up hunting and knew this is this is uh John's wife. Uh and knew how to handle a gun as good as him. So she insisted on keeping a shotgun in the room with him, with them. So yeah, she was the one that asked for the shotgun. Um, He agreed after making her promise to ask for a name before shooting anything. If it replied, John, please don't shoot. (laughs) Okay, I kind of like this is a little bit of of dark humor (laughs) amidst this otherwise pretty serious account of a man defending his home from a strange creature. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate it. Um. We get a li- we get little bits of like kind of humor in the story, especially b- by the very end, um, like the needle in the eye kind of thing. <laughs> um, but like in the actual story itself, like this was a nice little like kind of cut of of, of dark humor um, amidst a uh, a harrowing instance. Um, I at least appreciated it. <laughs> uh, and... The thing with that yep. is like. I thought you were going to go slightly different with it the way I went with it. Like, okay, that's cool that that was said. However, what if there's gunshots and then Steve, their next door neighbor, comes by to see what's going on, knocks on the door and, like, that's, hears fashion happenings and goes upstairs and she goes, who's there? And it's like, Steve. Well, <laughs> do you know that? Do you, do you Your name is John. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let's be fair. You know what he meant, or what he meant. But if he says John, if the, if if it does, if it replies John, don't shoot. It means if it replies in human language, don't fucking shoot. <laughs> like, uh, but know. also, do you recall she might in the be story? It literally, hang hang on. Do you recall <laughs> in the story when he does rush into the house and and clicks the door open? The shotgun is immediately raised toward him, and he just he doesn't she doesn't say anything. He just ducks down. It's like whoa. <laughs> Yeah, like, he doesn't even follow his own yeah, suggestion, and, and doesn't even, and they do not hear. Like she does not ask the question, and he does, he just waits for the shot to go off, but that never comes. Yeah, he doesn't even say it's John. It's John. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, as soon as that happens, like wow, way to like break your rule already or your promise already. Mm. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to my second last, I believe. Um, for whatever reason, this critter seemed focused on, on their four-year-old son. Their son was the only one who never showed any fear of it. He seemed to think it w- of it as his friend. And although the sex of the animal was never determined, it was referred to as a male because of the predatory stalking type behavior. That and the copious lack of breasts. 
Or perhaps it was just not as well endowed as the Patterson film subject. Anyhow, its behavior almost seemed indicative of a mother that had, has lost her little Bigfoot and is looking for a replacement. I literally had to stop at any way when I first read this, uh, just because of how awkward, silly the first that the previous sentence kind of read. <laughs> uh, just like with the copious amounts of breasts, or, or copious lack of breasts, or maybe it just wasn't as well endowed as the Patterson film subject. Anyhow, he's like anyway. I know anyway. that was weird. Let's yeah. get back to the story. Now, yeah, that's a fun fact. The 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 famous Patterson film, like the footage of like everyone knows of like the Bigfoot striding and like through like a, like past a Creek and like looking, looking back as it, as it walks. Yeah. That is actually supposed to like, there's a lot of theories and like a lot of like speculation. So that, that kind of points to that, that was a female Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's also been tons of Bigfoot stories of like a, a, uh, a Bigfoot kind of being very maternal towards little children. So, in fact, uh, I think one of the, the early, um, uh, like the, the earliest legends of the Sasquatch uh, from the Native American legends. Again, my, 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 my Bigfootology is a little rusty, um, but I believe it, um, like that creature was supposed to be a mother figure. Um, now, I think it was a mother figure that ate its child <laughs> in the stories, <Less> cool. <laughs> but it was still a mother figure. So... Um, Again, I, I'm a little rusty on my Bigfoot knowledge, but I'm pretty sure that was like there was something in the original legends of the Sasquatch that it was a mother like figure. So um Yeah, I just it was just the again, the 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 awkward, silly sort of comment of like lack of breasts and and and, and the uh maybe it wasn't as well endowed as the Patterson film creature. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> anyway. I, I found there was a weird blend between the two subjects of that mini paragraph because the first one is talking about how the son like was never scared of it and all that and thinks Mm. of it as its friend and then all of a sudden it starts talking about the gender of the animal well because it started talking about like because it it was kind of acting rather like like to to some i guess to this person's viewpoint it was kind of acting almost like um like kind of maternal towards Tim. Yeah. And it even goes on to comment about like, was Tim maybe a hybrid, like a human Bigfoot hybrid or something? Like, was he a little bit more hairy than usual? It's like, no, he's a regular <laughs> boy. And like his dad just like shut that down. Thankfully. It's yeah. like, no, you're stupid, son. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Baker. <laughs> like, don't, why, why would you say that? <laughs> like, it's just dumb. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, yeah, it was just sort of like I, I will say the ending of it, like the ending, like observation is a little weird uh, after like the rest of the story because like the rest of the story is uh, pretty harrowing and like serious, and then we get these like kind of almost silly little like observations by, uh, by by the by the author and and, and narrator. It's just like, all right, you know what? Save that for our show. <laughs> like we are the ones that do critically silly observations of of stories. When they're trying mm-hmm. to be serious, <laughs> the story does it so we don't have to, though. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then what are we doing here? <laughs> right. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> You're already home. Ah, shit. <laughs> All right. And my last actual thought stuff. Um, Before this thought leaves my head, though, because okay. I didn't have this written down. Yeah. Because you were talking about uh, human big feet hybrids. Yes. Hobbits. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're hairy and they got big feet. 
Tolkien was a, was a prophet. <laughs> Damn right. Okay, God please continue. It. Yes. God damn. Why are they so small then? <laughs> just it's just a problem that happened in the hybrid process. Yeah, exa- yeah, that's it. Oh man, you're gonna make me want to run a uh, a D and D game now about like halflings being hybrid Bigfoot human hybrid human <laughs> Bigfoot hybrids. Um, There's a lot of hybriding. I know. Anyway, um, so in the end, I was left with no leads to follow, no no new evidence of anything, but I did come away with a pretty damn good story. And I guess that's better than a poke in the eye with a filthy encrusted hypodermic needle. Those of you who actually read this far, I give you a big thumbs up. You are truly an ardent and stoic follower of all things Bigfoot. Or, like me, recently un- underemployed and in desperate need to fill uh, the endless empty hours of your life. Hey! Not wrong. Hey! <laughs> That's a little bit of a low blow. A little bit of a low blow, man. Yeah. It's kind of like shitting on you right at the end. Yeah, it's it's kind of shitting on me. Also, that, this little injection of humor at the end, I said it earlier, like, is a little bit of a... Uh, it, it's um, of the sign-off. It's, it sort of caps it off. I don't... Kind of nicely, but also kind of, like, weirdly. Um... I don't know. I, I I don't. I have I have a complicated way of like feeling about this like this ending of this story where like with these this injection of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I yeah, the wording it, of the, like the needle thing a little unnecessary. It's so like detailed. It's like yeah, and I guess like, why not just better than, better than a sharp stick to the eye? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's so weird and like odd. <laughs> like. Um. And yeah, like I, I kind of get it. Like the the, I, the ending comment is like as much as it's a little bit of a low blow because I literally was reading this. I, I read most. Of, I, I read a lot of my creepypastas like during my my off hours, like or during my like my downtime and stuff. So it's like, hey man, but like that's also what a lot of people do when they read creepypastas and creepy Bigfoot sighting stories online. Because like that's that's a whole thing online is people like reading cryptid sightings and stuff. So, um. Yeah, it, it sort of like fits the bill, but it's also kind of a low blow. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my actual thoughts. So, Mikey D stands for evil. I take it back a moment uh, to the whole end here where it says it was referred to as a male because of its predatory stalking type behavior. And then the behavior was also seemed indicative of a mother who lost her little Bigfoot. Yeah. And it's like, well, (laughs) you're saying it's one, but it also has traits of both, and it was called it. Yeah, it was called it. (laughs) You you describe it as being uh, a he because of its stockish like nature and so that, but then it also has maternal things. So it's like you're really just completely contradicting yourself on what this creature is. And I guess again, that's kind of the nature of Bigfoot. We don't know what the fuck it is really. Like, is it North American like the North American simian uh, creature, like life form? Is it some kind of interdimensional spirit creature? Is it a nature spirit? Is it a an alien? Is it a is it a primitive human a primitive human species? We don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is very contradictory through the story of what of of how like 
the way it's described throughout the story. <laughs> so, do uh, my first actual thought is just um, based on preconceived ideas. So, yeah. based on the title alone with Cowman. Oh no. Um, my mind immediately went to the <clears throat> Cowman enemy that is in the forest video game. Oh um, shit. Okay. Yeah, that survival horror or that survival horror yeah. kind of uh, game. Yeah, and uh, the commonality between the two is that it has loud footsteps, so yeah. you can hear it before you see it. Um, and it's big. <laughs> and has horns, I assume. No. Or r- wait, really? No, and okay. it. The the other thing is that it doesn't have any um, body hair. Oh, okay. Oh God, that's weird looking. (laughs) I need to look this up now because I was like, wait, so did they just like bore? Like, because it seems like the Cowman of Coppola's Beach, like the story, is pretty popular online. So I was like wondering, like maybe the forest just like took that idea. Hang on, what is it called? The uh, what is it called in uh, the forest? Cowman. Oh, just type do a Google image search of the forest Cowman. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read it. Oh God! Look, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can kind of see why they call it the cow man because it almost looks like a fetus of a cow, um, and it does have ho- it, 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 those. Oh, okay, no, those aren't hooves. Those are. I thought it's probably I, just for, the fat. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, oh, um, they call it armsy apparently as well. That's another different one that has multiple arms. Oh God. Oh dear God! Why? Why am I looking? I gotta turn this off. <laughs> I'm getting nightmare fuel. Um, I might have to check. I might have to check out the forest. <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah. When I, yeah, you're you're kind of also um, like I kind of had the same vein when I first started the story because I was expecting it to be like when it started describing like it's like a cow. Uh, <laughs> Tim's like it's like a cow, man. <laughs> no. Um, when it when when Tim describes the cow, man, like right before it, like says like I, I was expecting it like to say like 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 a cow. And I was like, so is he going to say like has horns and stuff like that? Because again, like goat men and like beast men like that, like the, the like antlered or horned humanoids are also kind of in the same sort of circle as Bigfoot in North America as like a cryptid. Um, like there's the, the goat man bridge down in Texas. There's uh, like countless, inca- uh, there's actually a, a whole show of, of Bigfoot hunters um, that like half their episodes speak of like these horned or antlered humanoids that stalk in the mountain, like the, the Appalachian mountains. These deer guys. Yeah, exactly. Deer guys also very similar, like from our, our, from our, uh, our beast men in May <laughs> or beast folk in May, sort of like, like, uh, episodes that we did way back. Um, like, yeah, beast men are sort of a, uh, sort of a, a thing that follows Bigfoot, uh, stories online anyway. But then, yeah, it just, it, the reason why he called it the cowman is because he was hairy and smelled like a cow. <laughs> so, but yeah, just the bringing out the preconceived notion of what I had before going into this story. Yeah, totally fair. <laughs> and it's yeah, just was, as creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my next. Note here. Um, 
He would hear large sticks cracking, and the footsteps were very heavy. Then later, they could see large, faint impressions of footprints where the ground was soft. They followed the deer trail further into the woods and encountered nothing unusual. So, I feel like the monster should be making more of a trail or something that can be followed to find out where it's coming from. Um, should it? Should it? Because, it, again, like this is a creature that has evaded humanity for decades, if not centuries. It might well, jump into the trees for all we know. Yeah, But the problem is it has really heavy footsteps. Yeah. Maybe it was. So, maybe maybe it was. Now it did leave that foot, that clear footprint in the mud over by the house. Maybe it was. It was actually. It was. It was doing the th- the 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 uh, the uh, the heavier footfalls to to sh- to re- to to make itself its presence known to the kid who was walking on the road. Okay. That that's just a thought. Like, like it's it seems to be like stalking the, this family like purposefully in some yeah. in some aspects of the story. Generally, it makes noise when it wants to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the other issues, like it's making a lot of noise in the forest. There should be some sign in the forest that something was there, but they encountered nothing unusual. It is weird that they didn't find it, like because it wasn't until like the until Patrick and John went out there. That they found like the broken trees and more broken branches and trees and stuff like that further in, um, but at that point the creature had like just gone in like a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, well, be, and so and maybe that's part of the point. Like maybe like be, be, when John and Junior were were out there, at that point it had been stealthily kind of evading them and just kind of leaving a few marks where because like where where it couldn't help it, whereas it got a little bit more reckless when it was shot at and, like, getting more aggressive. Just a theory. <laughs> For some critically silliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it then disappeared into the deep brush with frightening speed, sounding like a bulldozer with no engine sound. So, when it backs doing. up, does it make a beep noise? <laughs> beep, beep, no, beep, beep. It's not, it's not a Thank you. Exactly. You beat me to it again. The way I thought you were going to go with that is how does a bulldozer make noise if the engine's off? I hate you guys. So, <laughs> like, you know what? It, it's, tra- it's, it's, it's metaphorical. It's, 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 it's plowing through the trees like a bulldozer. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, like, I, I know, just thought I know that's where he was yeah. going to go. Yeah, I know. And I know we're being critically silly, but sometimes it's, like, really great. It's really, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't help but be the straight man here. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> uh. All right. And then my last action note here uh, is that the monster uh, is being forced from his native land by the timber industry and is just trying to befriend a family to help stop the deforestation. Yep. And yep. to make yep. some new friends. Yeah, and and the family and and most of the family's scared. Like it's it's a classic like humanity is the monster here. <laughs> mhm. What was that movie that I saw re- not recently, maybe a month or two ago, where it's basically the same thing 
where like oh I think it was um Doctor Doolittle two where there was like oh, a God. bear there was a bear that uh there was a oh, logging company God. that was wanting to level an area and there was this bear uh and uh there was a friendly circus bear in town that Doctor Doolittle got to try to befriend the the lady bear that was out there. God damn. See, I was thinking like there's that, yes, there's the 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 uh Eddie Murphy Doctor Doolittle too. There's also um that that McDonald's movie that you could get instead of a ha- like instead of like a happy meal thing called Go- uh like um Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which is basically a retelling of Goldilocks and the Three Bears as a like environmental story. Really? <laughs> yeah, they 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 it's like Goldilocks moves up uh, when her mo- when her mom dies, she moves to her uh, her estranged father's house who's like she he's like an eco uh, very eco-friendly sort of guy who like who's like lives out up in the wo- up in like the wilderness in this small town, and she befriends a family of timber bears, a special magic like species of bear who are endangered species and are only in this one like forest, and they're like basically like the guardians of the forest. <laughs> it's, okay, it's such a weird movie, but like you got it. Like it, it came out back in the '90s when like uh, when McDonald's was like selling like a, a slew of. Um, of like family films, um, that were that like had messages and stuff like that. Yeah, it and was not any weirder than Burger King making sneaking. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you do I know I, sneaking, I, I, don't you? Of course. The, okay, the good. Xbox 360 game. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I I think it's like I don't even know if they were like if if McDonald's the company actually made the game or like made the made the movies. They just like got the rights to distribute them. I think it yeah. was like. I want to say it was like Touchstone or something like that, maybe. Um, I'm sure it's wrong. Uh, future me. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, a 1995 twin dolphin filmed entertainment production directed by Brent Lufke and starring Hannah Hall, Edward Asner, and Rita Rudner, among many. So, yeah. Uh, just as a point of order, uh, it was not an estranged father, but uh, Goldilocks's uh, uncle after her parents died. So, 90s were weird. Uh, anyway, maybe one day we should like we should do the Al Dente real talk about that at movie. <laughs> maybe because it, it it's weird because like the the bears have like magical powers like hypnosis powers and shit like that and like druid druidic like grow like they can grow like trees with like pine cones and stuff. Of course they can. Like they like throw some pine cones down and like they like insta tree. <laughs> Like they they form like a, they have like a bunch of like pine cones around a, around one of the, uh, the 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 hunters or like uh, the the lumber people, and they all just like sink to the ground like super fast, and then immediately create like a a pine cage around the guy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. This this is very much like yeah the bigfoot bigfoot's just trying to like live live their best life out in the woods, and we're just shitting all over it with our tim- with our timber industry. So, did you have any more there, Mikey? <laughs> Uh, no, that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, gamer. Um. So my first one in regards to his dad talking or talking about his dad and his employment and all that. Um, says that he's employed dozens of people over the years. Yes, we're going back to that. Um, so doesn't he own a logging company that covers from Oregon all the way up to Alaska? One that's yeah. been running since he was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like all that time and range of his company, and he only employs quote unquote dozens of people. You mean like thirteen dozen? That would be also known as hundreds. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> off about that. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is a pretty small number comparatively, like for like a life. Unless like he he just has like a, a like a like a, a a dozen or so crew that he's been worked with since eight since he was eighteen. Yeah, he has like a small special ops group of loggers. Yeah, because they're that they're not actually like that a, area and do all the logging. Yeah, well, because they're not actually like full on. Like they're not like a. It doesn't seem like. I mean, yes, they're a big. He's a big company. He's like goes like from site to site, but they yeah, they're basically going along the east coast. Um. And and basically just clearing out like the logs that have already been brought down, so they can get like the shingle, and uh, uh, like basically process the wood for shingles and stuff like that. Oh, they don't do the cutting. No, it, it I think is. it says there, like early on in the story about that. Um, this is not important. Yeah. Okay, so um, John is talking to Air's father. Does Air's father have a name in this? He never gets a name. Neither does the wife. I don't think. Okay. Well, John's talking to Nair dad. Yeah. And um. No, he it's says, it's Baker. It's 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 Papa Baker. Okay, yeah, okay, Mister Baker. Man Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says something destroyed our house this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that that happened near the start, yeah. and I imagine this as the house was leveled. Yep, like zero roof over the he- your head now. Yeah, it, it's done. Yep. A bit of an and exaggeration. End, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Then near the yeah. end, it's just described later as like a tornado has gone through it. It's like when they get to the house and they're actually describing it. I'm like, okay, so it is leveled. Great. And then they walk inside and say certain rooms aren't disturbed at all. And it's just like a little bit of a mess. And it's just like a bit of an exaggeration on John's part. A little bit. <laughs> I, I'm tent. honestly disappointed. Because yeah. the whole story, I've been wanting to see how this house was completely leveled by this Bigfoot. Right. And it's just like, no, he's just kind of like threw a temper tantrum in there yeah. and left. Yeah, he, oh my god, he was Tommy Wiseau. A little bit. A little bit. He was, a, he was just a Hulk Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Why, Timmy? Why? Why? <laughs> you betrayed right. me. Why you betrayed me? Uh, the wife was named Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her name now. Lisa, why? Why, Lisa, why? Why'd you shoot me in the face through the window? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. I was a little disappointed as well because I mean, like, I was expecting it's like, oh, yeah, this house is gonna have like some boulders thrown at it, like, because that's what Bigfoot does. He throws like sh- huge amounts of shit at, at things in, mm-hmm. in certain uh, accounts. Like, they people have had like rocks and, and logs chucked at their house. Um, and yeah, so and the way it was described, like it's like my whole my house has been destroyed, and then like a tornado went through it. And actually, when you, when you're like, all right, so a tornado went through it. When it said well, a tornado went through it, I was like, I immediately went with like, oh, as if like somebody went in the house and ravaged the inside. So it's like God, like I was a little bit put yeah, down from still, that. Yeah, I was holding on to hope that tornado meant like a tornado hit the side of the house and was ripping the house apart as it went through it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I immediately like like was a little a little crestfallen. Like it didn't ruin the story for me, but I was a little cre- I was disappointed because of how of the hype that we got early on in the story. Yeah, <laughs> of an entire house being destroyed by Bigfoot. Like I just like I want that story. Like have have Bigfoot ruin somebody's real estate. God damn it! Because <laughs> yeah, as it is, I can see why they said that. Oh, you probably just got drunk and did this one night, and you're blaming it on the on a Bigfoot. Yeah. Because it's the equivalent of like the bad the bad guys showing up in your action movie in 
turning your uh, apartment upside down trying to find the microfilm that you have. Exactly. Yeah. Like, or, or again, Tommy was so just amped up a little bit more. Yeah. Not much though. <laughs> Not a little bit. More. I mean, yeah. He again. He. Yeah, well, I mean, like instead of like pushing the TV over, he hucks a two hundred pound TV across the room. I mean, Tommy was so pretty jacked. He could do it. He he is pretty jacked. But I think he, <laughs> I think I think Bigfoot's a little bit more jack. Maybe. But anyways. Yeah. We can move this on. So this is um at the I, first... actually, hang on I got I got I got I'm gonna let you finish. I just real we just I just I just cracked the code. Tommy Wiseau is a mostly hairless Bigfoot. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> God damn, that's why he doesn't have code. a very good uh, grip on the English language. <laughs> yeah, he's just learning. Exactly. And why he never talks about his past and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, no, he's a he's a Bigfoot human hybrid. But <gasps> <gasps> shaved. <laughs> Wait, turn back the footage. Watch the movie. Does he have huge feet? I don't remember any specific. I don't know either. Shots. Damn it! <laughs> we never we never see his feet. <laughs> My God! <laughs> if if I could, I would definitely clip, pop in the uh, the X Files like the intro music. Like as we as we have that like revelation, we never see his feet, and it just starts playing. Anyway, wow. Wow. Yes. Damn. Wait. But we'll move on. Uh, yes. So back to the confrontation in the woods where he stands up and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to make out the details, but its eyes seem to glow a deep red. And to me, I'm like, of course they did. Yeah. Honestly, that kind of ruined the reveal for me because it's so overdone. Like, it if really this is, is meant to be an like, actual creature, it shouldn't have glowing red eyes. Well, here's the thing. It's glowing red eyes for no fucking reason. The pro- the yeah. Thing, the, the creepy thing about... Uh, the thing about glowing red eyes in movies, or in reality, like, if an owl will do that, or, like, a nocturnal animal will do that, if you shine a fucking light at their, at their face, that's when you yeah. get the glowing red eyes, because that's, like, it's the... Um, it's that extra lens that nocturnal animals have on their eyes that, that cause them to get red eye. That's what makes them creepy. That's actually one of the reasons what they speculate that the uh, the Mothman is um, was like when uh, the Mothman was seen, um, they 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 saw it in front of their their car and it had glowing red eyes and this large black mass without a head and so, and like big wings like outstretched behind it. So people have speculated that it was actually just a large owl that they saw uh, out in those mm-hmm. woods that that the light from their headlights basically casted uh, red on the uh, on the eyes. Um. Like that's, uh, but in this story, there's no flashlight. These kids, the, 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 the John or or Junior have, they're just out in, uh, they're out at night. Like it's sunset, so maybe the sun poking through the the, the trees might have cast some light um on like the shaded area where the Bigfoot was. But yeah, like if they cast the light, you'd be able to see him. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes it's just the um, like if it's dark enough, like there might have been enough shade there that it just kind of ca- like reflected off the uh, what light was there, but. Again, generally, in stories, they just they're glowing for no goddamn reason other than like maybe to like to make it look like it's supernatural. Yeah. When really the cre- I think it's creepier if like you ref- you sh- you shine a light and you you just get the reflection of the um of the eyes because that's the only thing that the uh, the light is able to really like kind of reflect off of. Yeah, because it's been played up as it's an actual creature out there for realsies. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just an animal. Meanwhile, yeah. this is like, okay, what is he from hell? Yeah, like, exactly. Like what the hell. It's 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 poetic. Like it's a poetic descriptor, but 
it also kind of ruins the the veneer of like realism here. Those are the most overdone option you can choose yes. for your eyes. Absolutely. Because it's an evil creature, so give it red eyes. Also, yeah. it's not an evil creature. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Again, this is from well, this is also from the point of view of the human. <laughs> well, okay, but fra- if the human sees red eyes, he sees red eyes. Well, yeah, but again, like they're being like it's like oh, it's red eyes, like a de- like like a doll's eyes, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, like the coals of hell. <laughs> it was coming for me. I swear it was. Like no, it wasn't. You just scared it. It got big. You got scared, and you you crashed your cut your bike in in uh, you crashed your bike and and hurt your and, and bumped your head on the on the sign, didn't you? Didn't you? Yes. <laughs> So specific. That was from Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, <laughs> when, okay. When, when George uh, Henderson uh, like lashes out at the guy who said that uh, Harry was evil <laughs> when he uh, oh, okay. when he crashed his bike uh, and got attacked by Harry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, that's not the perfect version of it, but that was basically that scene where like he just mm. got like interrogated by George, and, and then George just, like looks super proud of himself, and then the news ca- then the news uh, cast kind of like just converge on him. <laughs> like, how oh, do you geez. know so much about the Bigfoot? Ah, ah, ah. Whoops. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, back, back to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, John sees the, uh, the signs of how a cow man was like climbing on the house. And tried to get in his son's window and all that. Um, and the, the quote is, before going into the woods, John wanted to feed the family's pigs. Why? Like, I get it that you'll, you'll find more clues there. Like, this isn't just being said for nothing. Spoilers, it was. Um, but who sees evidence that a creature nearly took your child last night and goes, oh yeah, I should feed the pigs. I have chores to do. I think what should have happened again, if this is actually like a legitimate story versus a, I mean, because if this is, if this is an actual account, then I mean like, but if this is a story, which is how we're going to treat it. Um, I do feel like you could have gone away. Like um, he wanted to go check the pigs. And when Patrick asks well, why and it's like, cause I don't hear them. It's about time for yeah. the feeding and they're not squealing like they usually do. I want to make yeah. sure that, yeah. That would fix it a hundred percent. Yeah. But this is just like, he sees the evidence, and I feel like seeing that evidence evidence would have spurred him on to to want to find the cowman even more, not being distracted with farm duties. Exactly. And after reading on, the pigs were just gone. So this better go somewhere, is what nope. I say. And then I, uh, another edit. No, it doesn't really go anywhere at all. Yeah, no, we never see those pigs again. They are they are gone. Yeah. Like we don't even see so like kind of even, a useless we, paragraph. I mean, I mean again, like, like I hate to say that. Well, at the same time, it was like this. It might be that like that's just something that was in the story. Like again, like if this is an actual account, like that just might be a a detail that was mentioned, and like and kind of adds a little bit more validity to the fact that this is a ta- uh, like a an account that has some useless details because they don't go anywhere. Like as a story go, as far as a story. Yeah, like, um, my assumption of what happened was. He, um, he being the um, what's it called? the cowman. Cowman. The cowman broke in. I know it was a long time ago. The cowman broke into the pig pen to like eat a couple of pigs, mm-hmm. and the rest of them just left because he didn't close the door behind him. When, well, I, they he did, like nothing was like nothing was broken or, or damaged from the uh, the thing. So he just I kind of figured he just he just lo- like walk like like walked over the fence into the mud into the uh, into the the uh, 
uh, the pig pen, picked up the pigs, went over the fence again, and walked and walked into the woods with the pigs. <laughs> How did he have though? Hmm? He, the, he only he, the the book the story only says that John had two. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he only had two pigs. So okay, and they weren't and they weren't big. They were actually small pigs. They weren't big ones. So yeah, yeah he just he just picked them up and walked away. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> or. Maybe again, go playing on the the fact that Bigfoot might be not as uh, an evil monster. He just picked up the pigs because he saw that they were um, they were like penned up and just walked them out in the woods and just let them let them go. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does squeal later, so I'm assuming he was trying to talk to them. Oh, so maybe yeah, so maybe he was uh, squealing, trying to like talk to the the pigs. Yeah, yeah, he was previously trying to talk to the pigs and it didn't work, so that's why he was squealing later when talking to uh, Timur. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my third Seth Park reference. I didn't mean it. It just came out. I apologize. Will you forgive me? Uh, Maybe. We'll see. Okay, cool. (laughs) So Time will tell. (laughs) Yes. So um, my second last one here. This is uh, later on when he's... um, Patrick's gone and he's sitting out front. He has his rifle in hand and he's seeing the red eyes in the barn for what seems like hours is what he says. Yeah. So he's holding a rifle. Odds are... He has a scope on it because it's a hunting rifle. He knows how to use it already. He's already said that. He has all the time in the world right now because it's standing there for what seems like hours. The mm-hmm. target's not moving. Why doesn't he just try shooting it? He had a clean shot to hit it right between the eyes. Yep. I, I mean, it may have not killed it. Maybe he's only wanting to shoot at it in self-defense because he doesn't want to antagonize something he can't maybe can't kill with a gun yeah but still it it, it might be just think about it yeah it is odd um it might just be uh, like a fear defense like he just he couldn't bring himself to do he couldn't pull himself to do it and that's why he had to like work up his courage to even like approach the the barn and stuff yeah Uh, but that's my thing mm -hmm. he has a gun with a scope on it probably because why wouldn't he Um, i mean (laughs) it is 1960 (laughs) it's a hunting rifle you don't go hunting iron sights it's 1960. No, <laughs> that's going to be my rebuttal. Fine, whatever. Regardless, yeah. he has the scrumph to go up there in person, but he doesn't have the scrumph <laughs> to look through a scope at it. Like, yeah. I figure the way it would be is like he sees the eyes, like he knows it's there. He's like, okay. And he like cautiously looks at it through the scope and has to consider whether or not he should shoot it and antagonize it or not, and then decides to go over there. The part of the story that we're not getting because John refuses to. Uh... To um, to admit it is that he had a Henderson moment <laughs> where he had the gu- he had the Bigfoot slowly in his scope and he just couldn't bring himself to shoot it with that face, <laughs> that yep. adorable face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna draw the the cowman as as Harry from the Hendersons. I mean, that's he looks like a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so yeah but I mean, draw I mean, Bigfoot. Great. I mean, I mean, that specific kind of Bigfoot, like that specific Bigfoot, because there are different like kind of ways you can draw a Bigfoot. Yeah, you could draw him as a man bear pig. You Fine, could draw him. <laughs> Move <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Fine. Hey, yeah, my last one is uh, honestly just about the whole sharp stick in the eye thing. So we already talked about it. Honestly, okay. I forgot to mark it off. Okay. Um, all right. So. Yeah, I guess we'll move on to final thoughts then. Um, da, 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 where's the, where are my thoughts? So it is a pretty interesting and harrowing tale of a family dealing with a, na- a neighboring Bigfoot. Um, it's got tension, it's got action, a little bit of horror, and feels rather grounded 
uh, all things considered, like between the typos and some of the some of the choices made. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's 1960. It's in America. <laughs> that can't be an excuse for everything. <laughs> it's gonna be my excuse, at least for the rest of this episode. Yes, um, I I do think that um, the creature may not have been as threatening as John was reporting it to be. Like I think some of the escalation and some of the things are on the fault of the humans, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not this is a true account or that this was just a story that was written and added to a Bigfoot Encounters uh, segment, like, take that with a grain of salt, because again, like, that's kind of what you got to do with Bigfoot stories and cryptid sighting stories in general, is to kind of, like, judge for yourself if you want to believe or not they're real accounts. Um, so... Aside from that, um, like I, I'd like to believe that there are monsters in the wilderness that evade us. Like I, I do like the idea of cryptids existing. Um, part of me would like to believe that this is an account that happened. Um, but as as a story, I would still recommend this um, because it is a, a fun little Bigfoot story um, of of a Bigfoot, not quite. There's a little bit of hype at the beginning about how how much damage is inflicted on the home, but against that, like I, I still recommend it. It's it's a fun read, so that that's my recommendation. Uh, Mikey, the stands for evil. All right, so I, I just had a thought. Uh oh. What if John and the cowman? Are on the same payroll. What? <laughs> so, okay. Please explain. So at, the, <laughs> at the beginning of the story, it's explained that uh, the narrator's dad is the one that owns the logging company, and he has dozens of patents, uh, which could, in fact, be supernatural. Um, and then it says he has permits to salvage large amounts of wood in the coastal areas, uh, primarily uh, around Copolis Beach. And several of his men are on cutting crews that lived in and around the beach. Um, and maybe his foreman owns the land around his house, which is a lot of forested area, but he didn't want it cut down. So the owner of the logging company sent in the cowman to basically rough up John and his family to get them to leave. It was an inside job the whole time, is what you're saying? <laughs> yep. I there's That's like that's that's quite surprisingly deep. plausible. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um I don't quite buy it <laughs> personally, but Sure, for the sake of 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 theory of theory crafting, sure. I could see that being the plot of a movie. Yeah, like are we are we now are, are we thinking that this is like a Scooby Doo sort of situation where it was Old Man Jenkins the whole time, like inside of a, a, a costume, or was it actually a Bigfoot that was been um that's been that's on the payroll? Like, is it supernatural or is it a mundane situation here? Um, well, either or. Okay. Way to be non-committal about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it says that he has patents, so he could have some patents for some uh, summoning circles. 
I think what he's trying to say is, yes, it's supernatural. No, it's not a guy in a suit. I, I, I could also see like either or being the case. Like I, I, I don't know which one I'd like more. I think I'd like the, the Bigfoot being contracted <laughs> to, to land, but yeah. I'll say this. A guy in a suit isn't going to be able to just bowl over trees as he's running. Yeah, I think, I think we need a hairy situation. Yeah. Unless, basically, it's a dude in power armor that has a uh, the the monkey costume on top of the power armor. He does say he it. has a lot. Of, his dad has a lot of patents. Maybe one of the patents is for is for some new uh, lumber, uh, like lumber removal power armor. That then he like or mechs, as you call them. Yes, a, a mech <laughs> a mech suit. We're gonna open that wound again. <laughs> really. No, we're not. Like this is we didn't even, like that's never that never that wasn't even mentioned on recording, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> even worse, it's an animatronic like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're going into some really weird hijinks here. Um. Yeah, I could see, I could see, I could see that being the plot of a movie for sure. Uh, if it is the supernatural element where like they they have the Bigfoot like on on payroll, maybe he's being maybe the Bigfoot is being forced to do this. Like it's he's like got some kind of like bindingness to like binding power spell to him that's like making him do this even though he doesn't want to ruin the trees and forests because generally Bigfoot is seen as a protector of the woods. Mm-hmm. So, but he's given bananas, so he's he's fine. He's paid in bananas. It's a Donkey Kong situation. Clearly. All right. Uh, so, so that was a theory. Th- thanks, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the this story is uh, very sort of action pasta and uh, buddy horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was enjoyable until the end where it started trying to describe that the creature was male, but female. And it's just a weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, that whole section just sort of took me out of it. I was like, what, what the heck? Yeah. We almost didn't even need that entire blurb, like of, of outside observation from, from, from the, the narrator author about the story I just told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, I'm going to give this a recommendation. All right. So, Gamer. Well, I read it last minute. Um, it was enjoyable to read, honestly. Um, there was only a couple of things that were weird, stuff I brought up, like stereotypical red eyes being kind of boring. I yeah. agree the, the end is a little clunky and out of nowhere, like talking about the gender of it unnecessarily and stuff because you're just telling a story of what happened apparently. Yeah. Um, but uh, most of it didn't really take me out of it. The thing that took me the most out of it is probably uh, the red eyes, like I said, and the um, the house destruction not being as uh, total li- as I thought it was. Not living up to the hype. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I hate the story just because of those two little things because mm-hmm. it was fun to see what happened to him over the span of a couple of days. And I liked that it was fleshed out. It wasn't just a short, tiny little story that I had to ask what happened. Because we yeah. basically know everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Except for what happened to the damn pigs. There's number three, sorry. And then yeah. a three strike, yeah. so now I hate it. That's the oh, goddamn. No. <laughs> no. Um, I will at least give it a a high partial recommendation. Okay. Partial plus, I guess. Because I did enjoy it a lot. Although... 
there is a few weirdness, weird things to it that I personally didn't like, or there's stuff brought up that goes nowhere for reasons. Yeah, but it, but yeah. overall, it was an enjoyable story. Okay. Uh, so roughly two and a half recommendations out of three. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter, so you can leave us a comment and comment there or talk to us there. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name is very goddamn long. <laughs> it's gotta be though. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. We can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, spooky things, cryptid sightings, and, and, and cryptids in general. Like if there's a neat little monster that you've heard of that you, you'd like us to talk about, uh, let us know and we'll do a kitchen segment of it. Um, so uh, thank you to Lee for suggesting something that we really haven't touched on on the show um, and, and getting us to read a cool little Bigfoot sighting story. Uh, it is weird that we're this far in without talking about Bigfoot. It's like if we never talked about Slenderman. I mean, there's been a couple of, of creepypastas, that, like historical creepypastas. I say historical in quotes. <laughs> um, but like, like that, we, that took us a long time to finally get around to. Yeah. So... But um, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon, like Valdente Rigamortis, and select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content, all that kind of good stuff. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. To our listeners and the authors of the story, thank you immensely, because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And... Without your authorship, without sharing these stories online and and having people read them and enjoy them, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing really to talk about. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. The East stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.